0: So you got to learn how to get those groups because if you don't get those right groups, you're going to fail and probably fail miserably. <laughs> and then, you know, basic marketing principles, having good copy, understanding your market, understanding that you want to keep your presentation short and sweet, hit three or four points and then get to the Q&A. Because the Q&A I found is where people were largely unfamiliar with you, but have raised their hands and said, I'm interested in this topic.
1: Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, Authority Positioning Strategist for Coaches and Experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time, and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and today we're going to talk about the art and science of building community. Now, obviously, this is a conversation that I've had with many other people before, because I'm very much about connections and building community, but this one's just a little bit different. So I've invited Sunil Bhaskaran, who is a dynamic, globally recognized speaker, mentor, and author. He brings 30 plus years of business experience to entrepreneurs. He's written three books. He has an audience of over 200,000 business owners for his educational and networking events he's got two degrees in computer science and electrical engineering and he is an absolute gem and minefield of actually minefield's the wrong word i was going to say like a big mountain of knowledge so welcome to the show sunil
0: <laughs> i've been a minefield by my parents from time to time so i understand
1: Yeah, yeah. It definitely was not what I was going for this time.
0: (laughs) It's all beautiful. and Thank you for the kind introduction. And it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely.
1: I'm really looking forward to this conversation because last time we spoke, you really opened my mind to some different strategies, which we're going to get into in just a minute. But I'd love you to share rather than sort of how you got here. Let's go somewhere different. Today, I'd love you to share what's your vision? Like, why do you do what you do?
0: Oh, I love that question because it gets to the point. He yeah, told, let's just go uh, right
1: there.
0: <laughs> and I mean people can find out about me on my website etc. but the you know my vision is to have 100 million joyful and successful entrepreneurs in the world globally by 2050. And you know I spend every day on that. And that's what gives me life and that's what gives me passion and that's what brought me here on this podcast here with you today. And you know, from that, I've discovered Meetup and Alignable and how to make all of that work together in a very affordable way for the common man in the street, the small business person who may not be able to afford or can't really figure out how to use some of the more sophisticated marketing out there that does work, but maybe out of their league right now. So um I became concerned about that out of my my vision to have joyful and successful entrepreneurs in the world. So You know, yeah, so that's my vision. I created it about eight years ago and I still live it and still enjoy it, doing it with the people that I meet. So there you Mm, go.
1: Love it, love it, love it. So that was your vision. What was the original, I guess, catalyst? for you joining Meetup? like Was it something that you specifically did because you heard it was a strategy that could work? Was it just an experiment, like many of us entrepreneurs do? How did you start to build your audience on Meetup?
0: Well, it started as an experiment, really. I mean, I like to experiment with different things I hear about it, and a client of mine told me about it. And it it piqued my interest because the founders started meetup.com out of 9-11, when it happened in New York City, when we had the that
1: i did not know that yeah. i did not know that it's
0: a fascinating story because and it continues to this day with the current meetup uh ceo mm-hmm. because they wanted to connect people who were not in connection or missing be out of touch with with other people who were lost because uh, a lot of people were lost in new york at that point so they quickly set up this platform for people to meet and it kept growing and growing and growing and then they expanded the intentions to have people meet for different reasons, for their hobbies, for business, for dancing, Mm -hmm. for relationships, groups, for hiking groups. They have all kinds of groups. They have almost 60 million people. I think now probably more like 80 million people by now on Meetup and, you know, hundreds of thousands of groups probably. And, you know, so it's a very affordable, cheap way for people to find the vets and for people to promote their groups and their interest in their events that they want to, you know, promote to other people and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reasons, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so, you know, so I got into it, I found out about it, and I started experimenting, and and I quickly discovered that there were a lot of people who were giving up on Meetup too soon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they were getting engaged, and, you know, like a lot of people who do get engaged in things, they... Realized that it's not that it's not growing as fast as they wanted it to go, and then they gave up. Mm-hmm. And I started a few groups, and I realized that people were coming to my groups who were coming from groups that were abandoned by their original organizers. Ah. So I figured out that I was in a good market, and I like to find markets like that, where, you know, it is, there's a trend. People are giving up too soon. Like an old mentor of mine told, if you find something that doesn't work, try to make it work so that it works for other people, and then you you've got something to sell. figured mm-hmm. I had something to sell, I started growing, and it started growing, and it started growing exponentially. Grow like you know, like most things, they grow kind of like this, and then it started being exponential.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I suddenly had a lot of groups in the Bay Area in California, up Silicon Valley, which were thriving and growing relatively rapidly and I figured out how to do good copy, how to do it intriguing events and intriguing groups. And I figured out a lot about Meetup because I come from a computer science background mm-hmm. and I figured out that there were what we call side effects in their program. Mm-hmm. Side effects are unplanned for good effects that mm-hmm. you could discover. You know, they, they weren't even aware of what these effects were. In fact, when I met the Meetup, the CEO of Meetup is was, was a good friend of mine now. He was totally surprised that I was able to do with this system for small business people. And, you know, I'm not a genius by any means. You can figure this out if you have a degree two in computer science. <laughs> I figured out how to do that. It kept growing. And then I met my compatriot, uh, Bill Belieu, who was also having a set of groups that were specifically designed for business people. So we decided to combine our groups and found what you would call an oligopoly. Almost close to a monopoly of meetup groups designed for me- for business people in the Bay Area, and we pretty much dominate the Bay Area with our meetup groups and small business. Uh-huh. And so, even more exponentially together. And then Bill sold me his groups, which I gratefully took over. And uh, then I decided to grow it globally. Mm-hmm. And I was, why was I surprised that just applying the same principles I applied to in the Bay Area to all the cities across? the north american the big cities and southeast Asia and india etc that i had the same experience people wanted the same thing they weren't finding it in other meetup groups or other events and they started coming to me so that's how it grew to 200 thousand plus people right now
1: so you're talking there about having meetup groups in your local area but yep. then you expanded into other areas did you go and run live events in those areas Or were they, I don't want to use the word virtual, but they online meetup groups?
0: Originally, meetup had a policy where there was only, you could only do in-person events. Uh They started laxing that a little bit towards when COVID was beginning. And then when COVID struck, by some happy accident, I met the CEO of meetup in the Bay Area. Uh And he looked at me and I took a look at him and I said, yeah, you better move into online events. I can show you how to do that. And I've mm-hmm. consulted with them informally, and we did a worldwide seminar to all meetup members, and saying we're going online. And this, is, I think, in January or February of twenty twenty, or whenever it was, the- mm-hmm. and that's when it, it they just went completely online at that point. And uh, the same thing happened with this other platform, Alignable, which is only available, unfortunately, in North America. But mm-hmm. met the CEO then, I said, "You better guys, you guys better do the same thing." because Meetup's doing it. So they decided to do the same thing as well, move everything online.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I like to think that I was the guy who came up with the term hybrid event, Mm -hmm. which is a combination of an online event and an in-person event.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I said, you can even do that. And I'll teach everybody to do that. So we started doing that. And so Meetup now, up to this day, we do online events. You can do online events and promote those, which makes it amazing because now you can promote your event to a group in China. Mm. Uh, well, not China, because they have stricter controls there. You can't start a meetup group, it doesn't grow very well. Yeah, But groups in India,
2: mm-hmm.
0: entrepreneur in India, we get entrepreneurs all over the world who come to my networking events, et cetera, that I run from this house. It's a very safe room, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it can get a hundred people in a room if it's a startup and tech event. If it's a small business event, you can get about 50, 40, 50 people showing up in an event that includes an educational event that you run for your business. Mm-hmm. So we started doing events almost every week, almost every, uh, almost every week, either for networking online or for educational events. So I hope you, I'm stirring you guys imagination as I'm speaking, because as you do more events, what we discovered was it has an exponential effect on your search engine optimization. Mm. Business. Every time someone RSVPs on your meetup page for one group, it's kind of like content being written on your website. So it triggers Google. So imagine if you have, like in my case, I have hundreds of groups and hundreds of people RSVPing for events almost every day. So that creates an exciting buzz. For the Google search engines to look at me going, what's going on with this Sunil guy?
1: Yeah, who's this Sunil guy? What's all this activity going on?
0: <laughs> There's activity going, you know, it's a stupid machine that does this in the background, but it's accumulating points for me. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Let's just take a pause here. Yeah. What sort of events, you, you mentioned that you had education events, networking events. Yeah. What is the, I guess, the context of your groups and what do you do within those groups? Is it just networking? Is it do you have speakers coming in? Are you running webinars? Or are you doing all of these, you know, different events?
0: Yeah, Samantha, you know, it's really all of the above. So we tend to focus on networking events and educational events and panel events. For well, my startup and tech groups, they really like the panel events that mm-hmm. became very popular. For some of the people, especially people who are into their being romantic coaches, for example, for couples, you know, we tend to do smaller educational events. And, you know, they would be short events, like about 20 minutes of presentation. And then they make an offer for the actual business. And then they go into a Q&A and people do really get engaged. Mm-hmm. And then they do a final offer at the end and you can actually make business happen that way. For people who are not that expensive, they make an offer or their business in front of the stage we advocate people do offer a free consultation mm-hmm. which leads to a lot of free consultations usually out of a group of 40. and then from there you, you make an upsell to your actual paid program
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. when you so just at a different time obviously yeah
1: so i'm hearing that this is a really good way to build a list
0: very good way yeah you get an opt-in list week can you can actually collect emails if you do online events because you're uh-huh. You can actually collect the emails in a very affordable way through meetup but they get registered in your zoom registration link Mm -hmm. and you get from there and then you can add those people to the list just did a event we had a hundred opt-ins and i think he did about six or eight consultations 26 people showed up at the event online and then i think he got one or two sales out of it which i think is the average price means like 2500 for $8,000 each. So, you know, that's how you can make money right? if you if you run your events or if you allow someone like me to promote you, you can make money that way as well.
1: Mm. So what about for people who haven't used Meetup before or haven't built an audience? Yeah. What sort of tips can you, can you give people to get started?
0: I'll give you a big first tip. Don't try to do it yourself. If you haven't figured out how to do it, you probably think you can, but you end up making a lot of fundamental mistakes. The first tip I would give is you want to think about many groups where you post the same event. So you have many groups from different diverse communities that you like to have in your event. So you could have one group that is for women entrepreneurs, for example. Mm-hmm. Another group, women entrepreneurs who are interested in a particular topic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have all these groups And they come to the same event. The reason we do that is because it's kind of like, it's a bad metaphor, so bear with me. But it's kind of like sending out hundreds of, if you have hundreds of groups, sending out hundreds of fishing trawlers to different parts of the ocean to gather fish and bring Mm. same Mm -hmm. fish to one. Canning factory. We don't kill our people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We don't put them in a trawler, but it's just a metaphor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just a metaphor. It's a bad one. But you get the idea. It's everyone coming. To the same place the same event mm-hmm. so you don't have to do several events you could a lot of our clients just did one or two events and i teach i taught them how to create and have the same powerpoint for each event uh-huh. with a slight modification you can do the same powerpoint it's amazing how people some people will come to the same event but they need to hear the same message a couple of times before they buy mm-hmm. that's one tip is to have many groups post the same event And then you got to learn, like what I did was to learn what are the best target markets to use on each of these groups, which I figured out Mm -hmm. through testing. Because Meetup gives you 15 options to define your target market. So it's 15 populations that you can target. So people who are interested in knitting, you have a population for that. People who are interested in rearing llamas, you have an you may not want to market those, but yeah. if you're a business person and you, you want to hit business people, they are like about 12, 13, almost 25 target markets that I use in different groups. To you know, These are the best target markets i found. People will pay, mm-hmm. people will show up, and the people are interested in business-related webinars, as an example. Mm-hmm. And I've discovered the same topics for populations for people who are interested in teaching about romance or mm-hmm so on and so forth. And for startup and tech, I've got a whole set of target markets for those that have identified Meetup. So you've got to learn how to get those, those groups, because if you don't get those right groups, you're going to fail
2: mm-hmm.
0: and probably fail miserably. <laughs> so you got to pick your groups, you've got to have many groups, mm-hmm. you got to pick your nations, And then, you know, basic marketing principles, having good copy, understanding your market, Understanding that you want to keep your presentation short and sweet mm-hmm. and hit three or four points and then get to the Q&A. Because the q and I found, is where people who are largely unfamiliar with you but have raised their hands and said, I'm interested in this topic, mm-hmm. will probably want to engage with you, but you don't want to give too much. Just give the right amount of intrigue and then get them to buy your product or buy or sign up for your free consultation. Mm. Yeah.
1: So I'm just having it, I'm just listening to what you're saying. Yeah. You're talking essentially, and I could be right or wrong, so I guess this is a question I'm not telling you. Are you talking about really essentially running a mini webinar and a and a as your events?
0: Most of the time, that's what I do. Uh-huh. Because it's what directly sells. hmm And so I would say about now about, when I promote people, it's about 99% webinars that we do, but from time to time, I'll do a panel and then from time to time, I'll run a networking event. Mm-hmm. Then it's because I get a lot more people showing up at those events. Mm-hmm. It's not a selling event. They kind of, people kind of know, you know, if it's an educational, it's going to be a selling. Some people do show up for that, but the networking events are where I really build a larger email list. hmm and from this email list, I, I put it you know, in my own proprietary email system and I invite them to other events that I do mm-hmm. that are also interesting because they're networking. They want to definitely improve their business and possibly their their own lifestyle choices as well. They want to improve on all that. So you can still market to them, but these people have raised their hands. They're interested in you. They come to an event. It's a networking event, albeit, but still they kind of know you. And so now they're in your system and you can market them to other things as well. So that's why I do a combination, not just webinars, but webinars Mm -hmm. plus networking events and panel events as well.
1: Yeah. Do you ever run live events anymore? Have you gone back to live events or you've stayed completely in the online space?
0: Nowadays, I'm looking at doing bigger events with summits and, you know, bigger, more sophisticated marketing with that. But I'm promoting other people now. I mean, it's just a personal choice, you know, because I've done events for like 30 years now, Samantha, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. an old man, going into the 60s, and, and I'm wanting to take it a little easier on talking, so actually, I got a deep, basal voice. Ah, uh, yes. i it more, <laughs> <But> I, I'm <laughs> young and cheap, but, you know, I enjoy promoting other people and teaching them how to use this meetup directly by actually seeing how they can actually sell without having to set up their own groups. So now I do events for other people, they do the webinars, they do the presentation and they make money and I make a commission on the back end. Yeah, I mean, I I still would like to do an event from time to time because I enjoy doing it from time to time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I do it from time to time, but mostly I promote other people these days to like 200,000 people, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's so good. Yeah. So this meetup helps you to build your list, build your audience build, I guess, a group of people that essentially are interested in your product, whether or not they buy from you, they're still, they've already put their hand up and they said, I'm interested in this product. Yeah. It helps you to build your SEO ranking or your search engine optimization. Yeah, It sounds like it's super, super amazing. How does it compare to other forms of marketing? Like, what are you seeing as the, I mean, it, it sounds like it's, Ticked all the boxes, but can you take us deeper into how this compares?
0: I'm going to be very honest and transparent about this because you know you have to be in marketing because no marketing system's perfect. You got to look at the pros and cons for each one. But I would say, you know, the pros for I'll certainly talk about the cons. uh, So because I want you all to have a balanced viewpoint on this. Yeah, certainly it's affordable, hands down. Mm -hmm. It costs me for the hundreds of groups that I have. Approximately $10,000 in, let's just say about $12,000 just to be on the safe side per year mm-hmm. for my market. And I've only used Meetup in the past to market myself mm-hmm. and have healthy, you know, six figure income out of that US dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, that is decent. Now, so it's affordable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the other benefits are your SEO is also more affordable. And I would say, in some ways, more effective, mm-hmm. because you know when, especially when the way I teach you how to do it, I combine. When people come to me, I help them get a presence on meetups with meetup groups, but also a presence on Alignable and a presence on LinkedIn. And you mm-hmm. probably have a LinkedIn presence. But the thing is, you know, most SEO thrives on what's called cross-linking. you not be familiar with. You have cross-links between various websites, etc. So imagine. Each website that you have from your 12 groups, if you start up with 12 meetup groups, functions like 12 different websites. Then if you have a LinkedIn and a alignable profile, those are like you could say 14 properties that you have online. And if all those properties are cross-linked and your name is common and you have if you're a romantic coach, you have romance and seduction and whatever else that's interest to your market, and it's all cross-linked. And every mm-hmm. day people signing up for events or posting a comment, whatever, all that creates what's called user-generated content automatically, which increases your profile. Now, it's not guaranteed you're gonna get first page, like I got the first page quite often, especially in my early days. But I, an interesting thing happened for me and Bill. We discovered that we were very popular, and very, became very much in demand as speakers for the marketing world. Because Mm -hmm. people in Malaysia would do a search on marketing consultants in Silicon Valley. We would show up because not our websites would show up. Our meetup groups would show up. Mm -hmm. So people in Nestle and BMW got intrigued by us because they kept seeing our meetups show up and said, who are these two people who are doing events in Silicon Valley? They must be of interest to us. Mm -hmm. And so we got hired, paid to fly out to China, to Malaysia. Do speaking gigs, and so if you're interested in speaking, this is not a bad way to do it because it's transparent. People can see that you have a community interested in hearing you speak. Yeah, your know, events there, and it becomes an slightly less of a well of an effort to hire you. Mm-hmm. So we we started getting speaking gigs. Your SEO improves. So those are some of the benefits of that. I won't go through all the benefits. Let, let's go through the cons. Yeah. So the cons are that, you know, if you're doing Facebook ads and you got a lot, if you got a pretty decent budget, it has to be a high budget. And that varies. Some people have claimed you can do it for a thousand bucks a month.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Other more honest, I think, are saying more like $10,000 per month.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, you got to pay money in order to make more money. Mm-hmm. If you have a good budget, I would just stick with Facebook. I wouldn't do a meetup because you're going to get better bang for your buck. Mm hmm. Better targeting you can uh, you can you, you may have to spend a lot of money, but your return on investment at the higher rate of investment that you're doing is going to be much higher. But if you don't have that much liquidity in your bank account for your business, then Meetups not a bad place to start. So you know, not everybody on Meetups going to buy. In fact, a lot of people will come to check you out, but they they're not committed. Yeah, but five percent of them are fairly committed. Mm-hmm. And this is what I discovered: if you have a high price point, which is two thousand or ten thousand dollars, I would have people show up in my meetup events, especially when I did it personally, even online. And I can identify them. They were the guys who wanted to take me out for lunch, mm-hmm. and they would, you know, hang out till the end, want to talk to me more in private, and then at the end of the lunch or the next Zoom meeting, they write me a check or for ten thousand, even fifty thousand dollars wasn't uncommon. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have high price points and you have a low budget, you can make a fair amount of money on Meetup. And I'm not guaranteeing anything, obviously. You've got to mm-hmm, work. Mm-hmm. You've got to find out. Yeah. You've got to, that's a and refine. So, you know, the cons are for, against Meetup is, you know, if you have a lot of, if you have a high budget, you're probably going to be better off with Facebook. If you're already doing Facebook and doing well, I would continue doing that. And same,
1: Just if- stick there.
0: Stick there. You're going to do really well. Why rock the boat? If you want to, you know, expand another channel and you have spare cash and you have a couple of admins that can do that for you, then try Meetup. But mm. you know, you have to. Yeah. And I'm being very drastically honesty, as you can tell. And the other cons are that, you know, like like any marketing, you may have to spend some time testing and refining the groups because you you might discover your first events, especially if you do it by yourself, maybe low attendance. Mm -hmm. But you have to test and refine your target markets until you get it right.
1: Well, that's not really any different to any marketing channel whatsoever, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The disadvantage of Meetup is, you know, you have to know which target markets to select. I mean, I've got a database of those, but but on Facebook, you have a finer level of selecting your target markets and digging deeper. You don't have that Mm -hmm. on Meetup. Meetup Mm -hmm. is... Or simplify, but you know you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You're starting out, you know, and you don't have a high budget. And Meetup is still a better option, yeah, than Facebook, for example. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. knocking Facebook, by the way, as you can tell. I'm trying to be really fair about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same applies to LinkedIn. If you have a good thing going in LinkedIn, if you have a good budget for it, I know many executive coaches and consultants who do very well on LinkedIn or Facebook marketing, mm. or even Google marketing. Mm. but it pay a lot of money, but they make a lot of good return on investment. I know an executive coach in New York who spends at least a hundred grand on marketing through Facebook and Google, but she Mm -hmm. makes several dollars in return. She knows her numbers.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't matter how much you're spending. It matters what the return is. Because if you can put a dollar into a machine every day and get out two, then I will just keep putting that dollar in over and over and over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no doubt. And it makes sense to do it that way. So there's. ROI is what you gotta pay attention to, and your liquidity factor in your business. Exactly. How much liquidity? You have. Yeah. So you know, if you have good liquidity and you want to go and you want to invest more, by all means, go do Google, Facebook, and hire a data mining expert. You'll probably do a lot better than I could. Mm. But you know, if you have a low budget and you're start, especially if you're starting out and you don't have a good brand for yourself, then Meetups not a bad way to do it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great way to build an audience. I've loved what you talked about. Yeah. Now, for people that have been listening to this, Sunil, and they want to stay connected, how can they do that?
0: Well, you can go and apply to have a session with me. And it's not a very terrible. It's not like it's running out for U.S. citizenship. But, you know, <laughs> there's a film yet. No, no. <laughs> I know because I did that. Uh huh. But successfully. But.
1: Congratulations.
0: No, well, thank you very much. <laughs> it was 20 years ago. But, you know, webinaraudiencedoneforyou.com. So webinar audience done for you.com and you can go there and it explains what I do and, uh, and, it's a free session. You don't have to pay for it, but you have to apply for it with me. And I will, um, do a customized session for you. I'll ask you some questions and figure out if this is, if the meetup approach is going to make sense for you mm-hmm. and how you could do it. And it's about a 30 minute session, I think. And, uh, 30 to 45 minutes, very max. And I'll be able to tell you that and what it'll cost you and how it works, and, and then we'll be off and running after that. And most people are surprised at how affordable it really is to do it. And I won't mention the price because it could vary, but the lowest amount that you have to invest is $500 for my costs working with you and that it's typically a 10 to 20% commission on any sales you make through my efforts with you on Meetup. hmm in a nutshell that but if you're interested and you want to pursue this you can go to webinar audience apply for a session with me and i'll tell you the truth about whether this will work for you or not
1: i love that a marketer that tells the truth there you go yeah. you've heard it right here folks
0: it's <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> nowhere else in the world of this <laughs>
1: absolutely absolutely Done. i was i was having a bit of fun there I love what you've talked about today. It's it's sounds like a really awesome opportunity for people to start to build their their audiences, and I think that that is something that, especially moving into this world that is fueled by AI, to build a network of people that's surrounding us is going to be our point of difference. Because yeah. it's you know when robots are talking to robots, sure, you know it's your audience and your network that's going to be your point of difference. So I love what you shared, Sunil. Thanks so much for coming and talking. And of course, if you want to book a session with Sunil, you can get all the links for today's episode over at podcast.com. Sunil, thanks so much for sharing with us today. Really appreciated having you here on the show.
0: Pleasure is all mine. Thank you very much for having me.